Welcome everybody to me time. I am, well, my plan wasn't going to be uh, doing another AMA so quickly, but there were a lot of questions I still wanted to get to. I think there still might be a few more even after this episode. But however, schedule-wise, I have a little procedure I am doing, having a really fun sex colonoscopy. So I knew I was possibly gonna be tied up and a little out of it for a bit. So I thought I would just take it easy and do another ask me anything since there's still plenty of questions to get into. I loved hearing responses about fall. I would love to hear what you all are doing, what your fall activities have been. Tag us at at me time with Maggie so that we can repost it. I noticed that a lot are hashtags and though a little, those are a little harder to repost. So if you all wouldn't mind writing out the handle when you're sharing your me time adventures. I would love to share them, but I also know it's like super private and that's okay too. So anyway, this week me time was, this was a wild week of activities. So interestingly, I'm, I'm giving myself a little break with have knowing I'm doing this little procedure and giving myself like a day or two to kind of give my physical and mental body a break. So that's kind of my me time. So this is actually my third colonoscopy. I have this celiac disease, so I can't eat gluten. And, or maybe I'll just say, I have celiac disease and colon cancer runs in my family. So I have been getting colonoscopies. I'm on the every five year model. And this will be my third. And I was just thinking, everybody's got to get one at some point right? Like they just do. And now uh, I think they've lowered the age to when you have to, which is great. And uh, yeah, so, you know, they talk about it. Everybody's like, oh God, I have to get this colonoscopy. Yeah, it's not fun. Procedures are not fun. They're never going to be fun. And I don't think, you know, the thing I've learned about these is that the day before is is worse, is the worst part because of the, um, you know, the cleansing that you're doing. And um, the day of, you know, you just, you, you go in, you go under and it's over. Um, but the, the prep is not fun. I have, because I've, I've now, you know, done this a few times, um, I have decided that there can be a little me time tied into this prep that is so not fun. Um, because you got to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. That's just what you got to do. and. If you're in the bathroom and you got to be in the bathroom and you can kind of just shut the world out for a little while because you kind of have to, you know, maybe not everyone can do this, but I do. I try to turn it into like a little a little spa experience where like I pamper myself a little bit um, where I'm like, all right, I'm going to feel a little bit better if I paint my nails. I'm going to feel a little bit better if I blow dry my hair. I'm going to feel a little bit better if I, you know, put some pretty waves in my hair. And then I'm gonna look super nice for my for my procedure tomorrow. Um, anything to do to make it a little bit better. So this is just what I'm gonna do, and maybe it's a helpful suggestion to anybody else who has to uh, have any sort of procedure where they have to <laughs> the day before spend a lot of time in the bathroom. There are ways to make it kind of fun, I think. So yeah, um, maybe you do a mask, like a fun, you know, facial mask that you wouldn't normally do or have the time to do. Maybe you paint your nails or 
take an extra long shower. Anyway, my point is, if you got to be in there anyway, maybe just try to turn it into something a bit more pampery and fun. And then it's also like a little bit of me time. I don't know if that's helpful to anybody. I I don't even know if it's going to be helpful to me, but I'm going to try because I think it might feel nice. You know, doesn't have to be all misery. Okay, I'm done talking about this topic now. And um, I'm going to go drink my solution. I had a very fun week. I saw Poppet, Melanie Linsky. We went to Casamigos, hosted us at the Pink concert, which was absolutely incredible. Oh, she's so good. She's insanely talented. Her voice is so soulful. We knew uh, so many of the songs. And then my, like, 15-year-old self lost her mind because... Alanis Morissette came out and sang You Oughta Know with her. And I was so excited. Anytime with Poppet is is a fun time. I also feel really lucky. I got to see a friend, Allison Miller's, a screening of a short that she made that was so good and so uh, inspiring. And um, I just was really, really blown away. It's it's dark. It's funny. It's thoughtful. She like every every detail in this movie is just perfect. And it's a short that she's going out to festivals with soon. And I feel it was really nice to just be kind of moved by a piece of art. So congratulations to Allison. And then I went to this Step Up Women's Network Inspiration Awards, which was. It was incredible. It was their first award uh, show, a first inspiration award since COVID. And their their mentorship program is is absolutely incredible. And I am excited. I'm going to get involved. I was excited to be there to support. I was there in 2017, and it was really nice to be back and sort of witness just the incredible work that they do and also get involved and sort of spread the word about the program. Anyway, so the day was lovely. I went uh, with another Melanie, and thank you, Melanie, for inviting me. And it just was uh, very, very, very moving. And so uh, that's it. I just wanted to sort of share how wonderful of an experience that was and how inspiring the Inspiration Awards were. These women are just doing incredible things, women and girls and women supporting women. It was just a powerful, it was just a really powerful thing to witness and be a part of. So there's that. Okay, so let's dive right in. I'm going to bounce around these questions as well. I'm still getting through all of them, but I'm going to go back to, there were some advice questions. One of them was, what is your advice for someone entering their 20s? Interesting, because there's also a what advice would you give to your 20, 30, and 40-year-old self? I would probably say, well, one thing would be to try to not get overwhelmed by having it all figured out or trying to have it all figured out. I feel like one of the things I've learned over the last decades is that you can change direction. You can course correct. You can change your mind. And I think sometimes, and I and I still do this even now after knowing that, <laughs> I think sometimes I'll speak for myself. I can get overwhelmed in making a decision 
thinking I have to know what I'm doing to the point where I'm overthinking it. I'm looking for signs. I'm like where it feels like every decision is life or death. Every direction is life or death. And sorry to make it so extreme, but you know that you kind of, yeah, that you kind of put that kind of weight to um, and pressure on yourself to know, have the answers, you know, I like have to make the right career path to to know if this person you just met is the one and like like it's just jumping to the the end result versus just opening the door or taking a step a baby step in a direction or just getting to know someone without you know the overwhelm of all the future questions those kinds of things um you can just kind of take a step, then take another step, and then take another step. And, you know, if you get the green lights and the doors keep opening and it still feels good to you, I think that's the other thing, too, is like feeling through things rather than always thinking through things. I feel like, I know I talk about this a lot, I sound like a broken record, but that we have this kind of inner compass and we know what is good for us or who we are or what, you know, feels right, what feels wrong. And so I think that a lot of times the the overthinking can stop us from even taking that little step. Even if the initial feeling was yes, excitement, love, all those things that want to move us in that direction, you know, we can think, but, 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 but. And I feel like we're those answers usually come like more will be revealed. I know that is said a lot, but it's true. And trying to predict an outcome or control an outcome is just pointless because we have no idea. So I would probably <laughs> I went on a whole tangent here, but I would probably say that that the overthinking part the sort of uh, the feeling part and not putting so much pressure on needing to have it all figured out and having this feeling that what if I make, what if I take the wrong step? What if this is the wrong decision? What if, you know, and, and how big and massive and disruptive that might be instead, you know, taking just one step in that direction and keep going as long as it it feels good. Obviously, if you're getting a lot of resistance, if the doors are closing and like you got to make a change or if, you know, whether it's a relationship or that you've, you know, you've made a decision to follow through on something and then, you know, maybe that is no longer good or safe or whatever. And you have to make a change. I'm simplifying all this, obviously, but I, I think, well, looking back and I'll also tell this quick story about my my mom who had kind of a just a freak accident thing happened to her in 2014. And she got very hurt. Uh, like the left side of her body just was her wrist, her shoulder, her hip, everything was broken. And she had a a long recovery time and was working in sort of one area and uh, had to, you know, switch directions as she healed. And one of the things uh, she was doing was working at this dog hotel in Kentucky. And she was there for a bit and loved it so much. And the woman who owned it loved her so much because she loved it so much and loved the animals so much. And it just by chance, this woman had like got called up. She was in the Air Force and she got called up to be a pilot for someone and had to leave and 
and I think just made the decision to sell the business. And the opportunity came up for my mom, who I think probably at the time thought there was, you know, just resource wise, it would be, you know, nearly impossible for her to, to get what she needed together to, to do it. Um, but she did. And and found, you know, I would say her her calling her, you know, her other love or other great love in life, you know, in this in this business. So she was able to buy it. She was able to take it over, you know, slowly and in time. She like tripled the business in three years and found her career path like as she was pushing 60 and loves it has never, ever looked back. It is her pride and joy. It's called the Highland Dog. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. It's very cute. But I use this story. She's incredible. And again, tripled the business, like made, you know, it just was, it was right. And she didn't even have a college degree, doesn't even have a college education. Like this was something she found pushing 60 without a degree and after raising three kids, you know, pretty incredible. Anyway, I tell this story as like, like, you know, we never know what's coming and we never know what's going to happen. And so, you know, we she she followed her heart after a, an absolute hor- like a freak, you know, scary. Um, the kind of thing that, that can like thank you for a long time, you know, just like feeling is bad. It was a bad accident. <laughs> And followed her, the signs, her heart, and put in so much effing work. And, you know, again, push, pushing 60. And was a single woman. Like, I mean, just, it, it's just an incredible story. So I tell this story just as, like, to say, you know, an example of, like, I think throughout our lives, life, lives, lives, we follow many different, we might have many different paths. They might come at many different times. And you never know. And I, it, it's so hopeful to hear something like that. And then when I got this question just about like, what advice would you have for someone in your 20, who's 20, going into their 20s, but also for me, myself, 20, 30, 40, what would I say? It's like, I wish I could have just, the amount of time I have spent overthinking, the amount of time I have not just been in my heart and feeling, the amount of time and I'm not going to say like I regret it and I wish I had it back and all that. I mean, we are where we are. But that part, I think I wish I could have from and all of it, like how I viewed myself and judgment and other people and all of that. I mean, it's our whole lives. I know we battle all these things, but that would be my biggest one if I could. And, and I think one of the other questions I got was about how do you stop overthinking? Like I am. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still figuring that one out. You know, I try sometimes to just catch it and realize that my I'm, I'm spinning, my brain is spinning, and I'm not in my heart. And I, I know I talk about Peanut, my dog who passed almost two years ago now, but one of the things I love about pets is that I think they do keep us in our hearts. There's no way around our pets and our animals, this like pure love that we, you know, we don't. And I've noticed it more since Peanut has left. I have noticed and I still feel her like I still feel her with me all the time. But I am sometimes during the day, I'll just be like, uh, Peanut, uh, what do we what do we what do we think about this? Because I know I'm spinning and I'm not connected, then you're not present. And when you make those decisions kind of out of, you know, the overthink and the haste and all that stuff, I feel like you can 
it's not quite aligned. Um, anyway, we all have our ways of going about doing everything. I really took my time on this question. But when I when I read it, the first thing I thought was, you know, this this thing that I didn't think was possible, which was you can make a change. You can switch paths. You can, uh, you know, you can change your mind. You can course correct. And um, and as I talked about what my grandpa said about his the golf score, you know, you have to it's your life like you have to go. You sleep with you every night. That's your conscience. That's and, and it's your time here and how you want to spend it. And so I feel like, you know, if I had known that, I think I would have had a I'd be I would have been much more gentle on myself and softer around myself. Um, to sort of feel my way through a lot of moves and decisions and relationships, um, knowing, uh, I think it would have just kept me a bit more present and a bit more and just more kind to myself. So I could, you know, um, I'm, I mean, we're always figuring these, you know, we're always uh, in the process, I think, of this like self-discovery and learning who we are and whatever. And I feel like when you are in a more, present heart space you can you you even become more familiar with you and yeah I don't know if that I hope that was helpful I feel like removing all this like blame self-blame self-judgment you know I feel like we can all just be really hard on ourselves so maybe just just a simple answer that took me 20 minutes of just take it easy one day at a time we have no idea what's coming and so best to just sort of be present and be in your heart and you know, however you get through that day and then the next day and the next day. But like, wouldn't that be great? I say that in, you know, working my working on, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is that like me, me time. And even if it's just a moment in the utter chaos of a day to stop and reconnect and sort of quiet down, see where you're at and, you know, be gentle and, uh, kind and you know um loving to yourself i'm sure there's a more eloquent way to have said all that i just said but i think it made some sense by the way pets and heart space all day i literally could i feel like pets are our real connection to being present and ourselves and our heart I just feel like that connection is so pure. So anyway, I obviously I, I talk about animals a lot and I get it honestly, as I just told a whole story about my mom having a uh, having a very cute, oh, the cutest ever uh, little doggy hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, anyway, so now we move to another question. That was sort of in this advice column that I have. So I'm going to move over here to I have like a little self-help column. Cat food has been the same forever. It's time for cat food to move into the 21st century. That's why you have got to try Smalls. Are you still feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. A few short years later, they have served millions of meals to cats around the world. I feel better knowing that we're feeding our cats real food and not burned kibble. I can finally open a packet of cat food and not get super nauseous, and it doesn't smell the house up either. Do you all notice that? 
tough. Cat food's tough. Not anymore, though. And the best part, I actually can recognize the ingredients on the packet of Small's food. At this point, you might be wondering, why can't I just feed my food kibble? Here's why. Believe it or not, your cute kitty descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey for food. And your cat isn't any different. They still need fresh, protein-packed meals to be at their best. Other cat food brands know this, but they choose to put their wallets first. They fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. If that sounds gross, imagine having to eat it every single day. After making the switch to small, 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur, and 90% reported overall health improvements. That is a big deal. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means that they will refund you if your cat won't eat their food, but they will. Anyway, give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. I cannot believe we were talking about the holidays, but we are. This year has flown by. Head to smalls.com slash me time and use promo code me time at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code me time 50% off. Give it a try. You can always, if they don't need it, you can send it back. Anyway, one last time. That's promo code me time 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Question. Have you ever tried hypnosis for relaxation or de-stressing? I have not. I'm curious about it though. Who is this? Panama.mac. So if you have, maybe tag us, put a, a at me time post or something to talk about how hypnosis can help with relaxation or de-stressing. I would imagine, I know people who have used it for specific things and it's been incredibly helpful. So I'm very curious about hypnosis. Yeah, if you all have any hypnosis stories, I would kind of love to hear them. So to all the people who have been hypnotized or if you are the, what is the, what is the person who does it? The hip, hypnosis, I don't know what that person is called. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. The hypnosis master, if you are that. Anyway, so would love to hear about it. I'm always looking for new ways to relax and de-stress. What are my thoughts on journaling? I think journaling is wonderful. I really do. I think there's something about pen to paper. I think there's something about documenting our days and our lives. And, you know, it's not necessarily for everybody, but I definitely think that in terms of like healing, sometimes journaling, just getting your feelings out can feel really good. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of writing letters to people that I never send. So part of my journaling is that, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, sometimes it just really helps to write it all out. I honestly think I do better with pen to paper, period. I just think it's a good way to sort of uh, re to connect. And because, you know, when you're focusing on your journaling, um, you're, 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 if you're writing out your feelings, you're kind of not thinking about anything else. So sounds like a good way to maybe just be in touch with where you are at the moment, if you want to write that down or you want to remember something that you feel or put intentions down. I sometimes like to write a little intention list out when there's a full moon. Um, so big fan, big fan of the journaling. Ooh, what is your painting process? What kind of environment mindset do I like to have to create? Oh, wow. So I like to be alone. I like to kind of sit for a minute and, you know, sometimes I'll just sort of be, I'll be doing something and I'll get like a little vision or a, like an image will almost appear in my head and I'll think, oh, I want to paint that. 
and I'll remember it. I might jot down like a couple notes about it or like in my little notes file in my phone, I'll I'll doodle what like a rough thing of whatever it is. So I love to have a little music on. I love to paint mostly at night. That's my, like the sun's gone down. I sometimes will maybe pour a glass of wine, but it's a mood for sure. And I can go and go and go. It just feels like playtime to me. Ideally, I would like to have a, a big floor space to, you know, I'll put down a drop cloth or whatever, but a lot of room. I mostly do it on the floor. So I don't really, I have an easel, but I don't really use it. Maybe for just some little delicate lines or shapes or something. But for the most part, I just like to be a mess on the floor, an absolute mess. It's so much fun. And I discovered within the last couple of years how much I enjoy finger painting. There's something just about getting your hands in it and feeling it. So I like that too. But it's a whole thing. And honestly, I don't really, I'll paint the same painting for days. It will never, ever, ever be what I, like what it started out looking like. It will be something completely different. And most of the canvases I have are on like their 10th painting. So I kind of love that too of reusing them because there's this like very cool texture and stuff that comes from having, you know, painting over things. Um, And yeah, the biggest thing for me is like I need to just be in the headspace to have fun because I feel like when I paint, this is why I would definitely put this in like a me time category because, you know, if I'm in a a super self-critical space, if it's like it's got to be this and it's got to be done by this time and it's got... I can't, I don't do well like that. That's not when I'm going to do my my best, you know. I, I wouldn't want to say my best work. I'm just not going to have the most fun. But that's usually where, like, the best stuff comes from is this kind of complete open, you know, headspace and putting on great music and just wanting to see kind of what comes from whatever's coming out. I just answered this question about journaling, and I think that painting is kind of my way of doing that. And I've even had, like, things I've done before, like writing exercises and things where I'm like, oh, I'll just substitute painting for whatever this thing is I'm supposed to write or do. And it's really helpful for me. So it, it, I, I rarely have like a very definitive thing that I want to paint. I'll kind of just have a, like an image or a feeling in my head. And then it'll just come out onto the canvas as it does. And sometimes it's like, no, that's not the thing. I'm trying to like, you know, that's not the thing I'm feeling. It's not evoking. That's not touching on that thing that I I really want to feel. So I'll just keep going. But that's it. I think it's just like a lot of room to make an absolute stupid mess, a lot of time. So there's just no rush. And if that means just days of coming back to it, even just for a little bit, there's that. If it means months of coming back to it and then just like picking all my favorite colors and just sort of seeing what happens. I did this one recently that was so not intended to be like, a little bird, but I, I had these these two little birds that would come visit my balcony, which is crazy because I'm like in the middle of a of a city and it's uh it's very it's a lot of concrete. I don't know where they came from, but I always felt like they were sort of little messengers, like, you know, Peanut coming to say hi, or maybe one of my other dogs who passed and, you know, just sort of like a weird like a symbol of of that. So and I and I love putting I'd like put a little bath out for them and they <laughs> and Oh, it made my whole day when these little birdies, they were little finches, would appear on the balcony. And I, like, had gone through a little period of time where I hadn't seen them in a while, and I was really bummed about it. And I went to paint, and I did not intend at all to paint a bird at all. And then I did. 
for whatever reason, I started just sort of painting and a little image just kind of appeared from me making, by the way, I like, I just make a mess. Like I will just put my favorite colors together like a, like a five-year-old and I will uh, just make a mess until something kind of starts to take shape. And in this case, very clearly a bird appeared, a little, just happy little bird kind of looking up and I could see it. I don't know if anyone else could see that, but it's what I saw. And I just went with it. And then I ended up, it's one of my favorite paintings. It just, it, it's like this little bird kind of on a, on a, on a little ledge and this beautiful pink sky. And I, I, I mean, it's beautiful to me. I don't know. It's not anything fancy, but I, I love it. It makes me so happy. So I'm staring at it right now. And it just reminded me like, you just never know. So I think the biggest thing is don't judge yourself. Have fun. Be in the space of just having fun and then see. You'll start to just sort of see things kind of take shape and certain things will like, you're like, oh, I feel this when I look at this. And I went, and then, you know, who knows? So yeah, that was a big, long answer too. But I love, love, love talking about it, talking about painting. Um, it's just something I, I, I love to do. Thank you all so much for listening. You are still welcome to send questions at Me Time with Maggie. Instagram, you can DM us. We have a few more of these that we will be doing in the near future because, again, all of your questions are so wonderful and there are lots to go through and I want to get to every single one. I've thoroughly enjoyed reading and answering them. And please continue to share with us what you're doing with your Me Time. And don't forget to tag us at Me Time with Maggie. The hashtag is wonderful too, but when you tag us in the actual handle, we can repost it really easily to our story and we can see how everybody is spending their me time. Anyway, thank you all so much again for listening and for all of your questions and we can't wait to see you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.